Alongside me is John Murray. John, how you doing today, man? Doing good. Doing good. Pumped to talk some lacrosse today. Dude, I am also pumped. It is going to be a great day of lacrosse. It is, man, so much happened over the weekend. And mm-hmm. we had bonus lacrosse on Tuesday. High Point, North Carolina was sick. Yeah. Uh, MCLA games are going to get started today with BYU taking on Adams State. And I heard a rumor that Utah Valley is going to play uh, at Concordia on this weekend. So, man. Lacrosse is happening. That's an oddly specific rumor that you heard. <laughs> well, you know, I heard a game got canceled and then heard about another game getting scheduled. It's a very Loyola Army or a very yeah. Army Virginia like. Very Army Virginia like. Or like a UNC high point. That's like, man. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, let's, let's talk lacrosse, man. Let's talk about uh, the games last weekend. Let's start with uh, Denver versus Air Force. Both of us had Denver in that game. You know, uh, obviously the game was was streamed. It got moved to Air Force's indoor facility because of the weather. Uh, I was not able to watch the game, but, you know, looking at the stats, looks like the Walker, Morrow, Hannah got off and were dominant forces in offense. You know, I wonder with Sathicus already dominating the dot and TD coming in, you know, and the defense seems like they're decent. Does Denver basically buy – are they basically buying themselves some time to figure this out? And next thing you know, we're going to get to May and they're going to be the best team in the country. I mean, I think they have some of the pieces in place. I mean, as far as like top threes or like big threes in the cross, like you get Walker, Morrill, and Hannah. That's – those guys can play with anyone. Like there's really not a better big three than that around. Um, but, yeah, their defense is pretty young, like we said. I think we touched upon it. They were all freshmen last year, so – I mean, they had half a season to play. So, yeah, they definitely have time. I mean, you don't want to be playing your best ball now. You want to be playing your best ball in May. Yeah, I actually think the defense for Denver is already figured it out. I think they're pretty good. Uh, I think they're going to be – they're only going to be better, but they're solid. I, I think the biggest thing is figuring out this offense because you have new guys who have played in different systems, different different meshing mm-hmm. and chemistry – and even though Morrill and Kotler are great culture guys, they're still on the field. Chemistry has to get developed. Yeah, but so. I think like play play style wise, they fit. Like they don't have like two guys occupying the same kind of spot. Like you have Walker, your lefty stretch shooter. Morrill is your traditional X attackman, and Hannah is your righty midfielder. Kotler, he's a lefty, right? So you have a lefty midfielder. So yeah, I mean, I mean he plays, he's a good off ball player, right? Like yeah. he can kind of go anywhere. I, I feel like he's kind of a chameleon type of uh, off ball guy. Like just but get me on the field, I'll score goals. The play styles match up, so it's only a matter of time before they figure it out. Yeah, I think this Denver Air Force game is sort of like the first step in that direction. Uh, moving on, High Point Bobby Mo. I had high hopes for my boys, the Colonials, that they would mm-hmm. they would get some action. You know, and and frankly, I knew High Point was good. Um, I knew they were good. I knew they had some really good players. And, man, do they have some good players. But the thing that stood out to me was that Bobby Moe looked so polished in the Duke game. Mm-hmm. And we got the high point, and their sticks were just out of sync. They weren't the same level of um, success that they were before. You know, what, what did you think of that game? 
Um, I wasn't able to catch too much of it. Um, I mean, first I was impressed with like these guys who've been making the jump to D1, like Rogers. He was a Lynchburg midfielder. Yep. Right? Yep. I mean, yeah, to be able to beast. come in to your first D1 game and stick four goals. And these weren't like, you know, off ball. This was him dodging, beating his guy and scoring, which is yeah. crazy. Um, and we, I think we knew Nolting was, you know, their best player. And he obviously showed up. Um, I was just surprised at how high scoring it was. But both both teams got out, what was it, 21-15 this game? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm all for the offense. Um, yeah. I know high point at times can get a little bit too dependent on their one guy. That's kind of been their MO as a program. It's like we have one good player. We're just going to run everything through him. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So hopefully – this year, they can kind of get some more well-rounded offense together. Uh, I think that I think that's showcased uh, with Rogers and Buckshot being good mm-hmm. good players. Buckshot was relatively quiet in this game comparatively to other guys, but he's you know he's good, and I think that he is going to be a key player for them. Bobby Mo's side, uh, you know Ryan Smith four goals to assist. Jimmy Perkins four goals. Jimmy I mean, Perkins, okay. the oldest man in college lacrosse. <laughs> no, is he as old as Justin Anderson? At UNC. I don't know. He, he's up there. I mean, he's seventh year. I mean, he was in college when I was in college. That's, that says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he wasn't in college when I was in college, but it was close. <laughs> close. Just a couple of years off. Um, yeah. I think, I think Bobby Moe's going to be fine down the road. I just, you know, they need to, they need to knock off one or two of these, these tough games if they want to get in the tournament. They can score. They can score. Yeah. You know, they yeah. just got to figure it out. Well, the turnovers cost them early in the game, and High Point got out to a lead, and they just weren't going to relinquish that. And then High Point mm-hmm. was pretty good at the dot. It was, it was fairly 50-50 there. So um, we're moving on. Let's talk about Carolina, who who, who mopped the floor with Jacksonville. Uh, you know, I was surprised. I thought Jacksonville looked really good against Bellarmine, good enough to be competitive, and, and they really weren't that good. Um, and I should say it wasn't that Jacksonville is bad as much as Carolina is good. The question I have for you is, can anyone break Carolina's ride consistently, do you think? I mean, not if they – It's if you can keep it up. I mean, it's if you do game after game after game, it's tough. Maybe this season's a little different with not that many games, and they can right. just continue to ride their asses off. But it's scary when you have a team this talented who rides that hard. Yeah. Yeah, they got a couple calls against High Point that were like um, some penalties, but – Mm-hmm. You know, Quint made the point. He's like, you know, Brescia's not mad about that because it's a good effort play, and yeah, it's penalty. But look how hard they're riding. You know, it's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna pay off on the other side. And and he's right. I mean, UNC's ride was dominant uh, against Jacksonville, and it just it put Jacksonville in a tough spot. And then on top of that, you know, the faceoff dot, uh, Tuerier and I totally butchered his name and and Tucci. You know, those two guys were looked at as maybe like okay guys, but they seem to be doing really well this year. So. I mean, they mopped they up a, high point. Yeah, I mean, if they if they can win the dot and they can ride like this, they don't need a good goalie, and their goalie's playing fine, you know. Mm. So uh, UNC, you know, to no surprise, won the game. Uh, moving on, Loyola Richmond. This game was scheduled sort of out of a, you know, Loyola and Virginia moved their game. Also, there's an open weekend, and mm-hmm. so Loyola and Richmond got to play, which is great. Uh, you know, game wasn't super clean. It was kind of an ugly, ugly game, but weather was real bad in Virginia this weekend. It was cold, icy rain, and not surprised. It seems to be everywhere except California right now. 
That's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, at least they had power in Virginia, unlike Texas. So, uh, but the the Richmond team led most of the game. Yeah, they were up big early. Yeah, last few minutes. I was real good about my Richmond pick. Yeah, well, last few minutes, Loyola showed they still have it. Kevin Lindley gets three goals in the last, I think it was like two minutes. Yeah, that OT uh, one, he's stuck. That was sick. That was sick. Uh, there were some good, good, good tweets on that one. Some good, some good stuff on Instagram on that. Uh, you know, do you think that this says anything about Loyola or Richmond, or just kind of say like both teams are good? But not yeah, I mean, it's it's a first first game for both these teams. I think we've seen like a theme of this season. It's been like the teams who have a game or two under their belt are playing considerably better for the most part than the teams who haven't played yet. Um, I think we'll see um, how that translates to like Big Ten starting up this weekend. But yep. yeah, it's the first first game. Bad weather. I think they're both. I think Richmond's going to be a contender in the SoCon. We'll see how Loyola can compete in the Patriot League. Um, but we'll see. I'm not taking too much away from instant reaction right now. I think the immediate reaction is Loyola lucked out and got a W in a game that they probably should have lost. Uh, and for them, I think this is just going to propel them forward. Uh, mm-hmm. to play Virginia a little tougher. I think it would be hard coming off a loss to then go face the number one team in the country. Well, correction, not the number one team in the country, the defending national champions, mm-hmm. uh, who is fully loaded, uh, and then some. And so I think this is just like the confidence they need to be a little bit more competitive in that game. Uh, but moving, speaking of the Cavaliers, Cavaliers played the Black Knights, and what a game it was. Started off uh, really close. Then Virginia kind of jumped out to a 9-4 lead. Um, but then it was sort of trading goals the rest of the way. You know, I think I think most people picked Virginia to win this game handily. And I think the score indicates as much. But to be perfectly honest with you, I, I thought Army looked really good at times. And they struggled with Virginia ride, just like the Carolina ride. And I think Army will be better for it next time yeah, around. Yeah, so you think this is one of those cases Virginia had a game under their belt and Army did? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that if they played each other again, mm-hmm. it would be closer. I don't know that I'd, that means Virginia is going to lose. Like, Army, no, I'm not sure really. Army's better, but... <laughs> Virginia looks pretty good. But I think Army can play with anybody. Yeah. You know? And, well, I mean, they play with Virginia. A, Quint and Terry on their, upstart, on their restart podcast had... Uh, there was a stat, and I, I forget it, but it was basically Army scored on 40% of their offensive possessions. But they just couldn't win enough faceoffs and couldn't clear well enough to, you know, limit Virginia, and that just cost them. I think any team that's going to beat Virginia or Carolina is going to have to clear the ball well, and they're going to have to win at least 50% of the dot. So Easier said than done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And again, Virginia, you know, Crazy part, the leading scorers are Cormier, Bertrand, Schellenberger, no Docs Aiken on leading score sheet, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're only going to get better. They're yeah, no so Matt good. Moore. No Matt Moore, yeah. On there. So, and- <laughs> uh, yeah, Matt Moore played well. He had a nice goal uh, about yeah. midway through the first quarter uh, or second quarter. That was good momentum goal for the Cavaliers. Do you think anyone's anyone outside the ACC is breaking in the like, Final Four weekend or top four teams? Yes. Who do you got? Who's outside well, the ACC? I, I think it's going to depend on who the field is, but I think that mm-hmm. Army can play. I think High, High Point can play. I think Denver can play. 
I could see Bobby Mo making a run if they can get into the tournament. I could see Bryant making a run if they can get into the tournament. You know, we haven't seen Navy play yet. They're always tough. You know, they're they're probably not as talented as some of the other teams, but they're always tough as nails. And, you know, I could see Richmond making a run. I mean, Richmond's really good. Jacksonville's really good. I mean, any of those teams could make a run. And and with the way Caval- the Cavaliers in, in North Carolina play with that such a ride and impacting game so much, if you do clear well against them, maybe you can get enough momentum to sort of swing that one game. It's sort of it's the old miracle thing, right? Like if we play them ten times, we probably lose nine, but they could they could win one, you know. So all, all it takes is once. You only got to win once. Is one. Yep. You only have to lead when the clock says double zero on it. That's the only time you got to lead. Um. So moving on from the games, a lot of fun to watch that. But let's talk about games that are not going to happen this year. The Ivy League announced today that they are not sponsoring spring competition. Uh, fast reactions. <laughs> I was laughing as we have this in our notes. It's like, are they doing right by their athletes? No. Like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know what else you want me to say about this. Like, Literally everyone yeah. else is playing lacrosse right now. And they're just like, no, we're good. Like, Come on. Like, did you hear yeah. um, Joe Desai offered to do a, a bubble for Ivy yeah, League Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I don't think they could have taken that. The optics would have looked really bad. I mean, they- Yeah, optics would have looked bad, but they had the option. Yeah, especially when eligibility – Eligibility is like so important to Ivy League students. Like kids, kids literally dropped out of school, like like that because Ivy League's like we're not playing lacrosse. So it's it's crazy, it's crazy. So these kids are just sitting at home, and that's got to be a college coach's worst nightmare that kids are not on campus and left to their free will at home. So yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No one, no one in the lacrosse community is like, hmm. They, they bring up some good points. Uh, I think. Well, what else? What else did you drop? You had some cancels, so we all didn't. It all didn't go through. You picked. I don't think you picked Jacksonville over UNC. That would have been wild. I think we. I think we both dropped one. 
Unless you had air, you had, did you have Air Force over Denver? Okay, we'll we'll go back and check the tape. Now we got it in our notes, so we'll be able to follow up. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So you you know you just get addicted to breaking news. Unless there's, uh, we got no breaking news that I feel. I I got some you know, Napa lacrosse news I can break, but that's about it. And I I don't think anyone, any of our listeners would care about that. <laughs> yeah, you want to you want to explain for those who might for those who might not know. Mm-hmm. Way to break into the podcast game too, like you know us us lacrosse podcast bets who've been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. On the team, he's on the team. <laughs> he got traded to. <laughs> hmm. Transferring to Denver. <laughs> Very wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I saw that and I was like, okay, that makes sense. I guess everyone's just freaking going to Denver. But, oof. Yeah, I heard his dad like tweeted at the podcast. He's like, uh, no, this isn't this isn't happening. But. Yeah, yeah. Now they're only gonna tweet news if it's super double legit. So I look forward to them getting something completely wrong again. It just made for a good lacrosse Twitter day. <laughs> they get very hot in the streets over the littlest of things. We got nothing to lose. We're not we're not big J journalists. So it's it's again first game of the season, so we'll really see who put in the work or who's gonna come out super soppy. Uh, I'm leaving OSU out of this. I feel like they returned a lot of talent. Um, Blue Jays, we'll see. They, I mean, Epstein back. Hopefully, he's 100% healthy. I think that would definitely switch. Um, but I feel like Ohio State was always under the radar. I feel like they get slept on more than any team, and they are always really good. <laughs> they are always like a top 10 team that no one talks about. So I have them coming out 12-10 in this game. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. The official. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Big Big Ten athletics, big time academics. So they say, yeah, Rutgers. <laughs> um, so they got they got some big um, Jersey transfers coming back. The Curse brothers, uh, Colin and Connor. Uh, Connor was a big uh, Big East midfield of the year at Villanova. Uh, Colin was a goalie at Lehigh. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Colin can win out the goalie battle for Rutgers. I mean, he was all state goalie in high school, absolute stud. So we'll see if uh, they can bring some fire to this Rutgers team. I think playing at home is going to be big for them too. playing in uh, at the football stadium. I think that's big. They always get up for the Penn state games. You know, Rutgers is a program that's felt very disrespected in the last few years, not getting those uh, tournament bids. Um, yeah, well, yeah, their case is good, but like again, you got to win the games. They lost a bunch of one-goal games, and it is what it is. But I think I think they come out. I'm I'm riding the home guys. I think Rutgers win this one, thirteen twelve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if Rutgers wins, it's an over, so I'm going to go over. Quickly, too. They didn't drag their feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a homer pick. This is a homer pick coming in. With absolutely no money on the game, <laughs> I'm picking... Pick and Marquette. <laughs> All right. I'm going the other way on this one. Um, Denver is going to be on their fourth game, Marquette's first game. Um, and Denver is just way more talented. I think they're going to roll them 15-8. My phone's going to blow up. Can't wait.
That's that's what people say. It's like a coach will never admit it, but like if you have a good program and like you have championship goals, there's like nothing better than that just one early season loss that kind of exposes your flaws that you could just hammer your team with for the next like month or so. Um but no, no. I, I think I think UVA is gonna steamroll. I think they're a machine. I think they're too talented. Yeah, I think I think um, UVA has too many guys. I think that four, I would do like Peyton Cormier, Cormier, um, Bertrand, Doc Aiken, Matt Moore are four guys who could beat their guy and get a shot off. Connor Schellenberger, five. And so you have to short stick one of those guys. And that's scary. <laughs> that's who, yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, and they have pretty good outside shooters that that two slide is you know, it's tough. You're leaving a shooter open. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you don't slide fast enough, it's a goal off the touch. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they beat Utah last year. Beat Towson. Good team. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I think it's going to be closer. Again, uh, first... Um, First game for both teams, so we'll see. Uh, but I have a 12. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, they might, that might help. Uh, but I think Navy's going to win 12-10. I think it's going to be a little closer. Yeah, I mean, I think Air Force usually has a kind of win in February that no one expects. Um, so I think they're going to write the ship after that Denver loss, and I think they're going to come out with a win against Utah. Mm-hmm.
We ha- we have a podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. We don't even break news, though. We don't break news. We just talk about it. We just talk about the news. Thanks for listening.